Thank you for tuning in to Omni Wellness Studio, hosted by Keith Osment and Ali Rico. Through this podcast, we hope to bring you inspiration, knowledge, and strength through hearing about our experience and others that will help you win each day in life, business, and fitness. Welcome back to the show. I'd like to also welcome my, my good friend Lou Dempsey to the show. Uh, Lou is the president of Dempsey Auto Company. No, auction, Dem- auction Dempsey company. Auction Company. That's right. Dempsey Auction. How many people say auto? Uh, Just some, me? A number. No, well, no, I get called a lot of things. <laughs> I guess you would auction auto, off a... Uh, Auto. We'll sell anything. We can sell anything. We can make a commission on. Yeah. I don't Legally. Know, just, just that A. I naturally want to say auto. Yep. It's, it's weird. Auto auction. I get it. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I guess that's what you hear more of is auto auctions versus we do. what you do. We hear a lot. We hear a lot. There are a lot of auto auctions. That's it, That and antiques. That's what they, they yeah. equate the auction business to. So um, I've I followed you on social media for, for a while. And, uh, you know, I, I just know you, I see some beautiful properties that pop up occasionally. And other than that, man, um, I don't know much about that industry and, uh, I don't know uh, too, too much past just knowing that you do auction stuff like that. And I'd like to learn more, a little bit more about you and how you got into the, to the industry. So tell us a little bit about how you got into it and then how the auction works well, and what's the process somebody has to go through and why they go through it. You know, it was, you, you asked the question that, you know, how did I get into it? I think I was pretty well born into it. Uh, my grandfather got started in the auction industry in 1943. And, uh, he and my dad started our company in 1965. And, uh, I came back, I came home in two, I came home in 92 from Auburn and went to work with my dad and my uncle was in business with us at the time. And then he retired in 17 and I bought him out. And, uh, I've been, dad and I've been running it since 17. And uh, it's just the two of us um, as the principals, and then we have uh, a pretty good crew that works with us. My son works with us, so uh, Chase is the fourth generation of our crew in the uh, auction business. So what year was this founded? What started? Uh, Dempsey Auction started in 1965. Man. My dad and uh, my grandfather and I had an br- uh, older uncle that passed away. And it was, it was, at that time, it was called Sproul Dempsey and Sons Auction Company. And I think dad and, and my uncle changed the, uh, the name maybe in the maybe low 80s mid 80s something to Dempsey auction yeah. it's just to shorten it is because Proud Dempsey and Sons is a pretty long name <laughs> and uh, yeah. so I think they're trying to in the uh, shorten it a little bit there right yeah man so that's really cool so you're you're third your yeah, son's gonna be fourth he's the he's the four Chase has been with us for three years now he graduated from Mercer and uh he was going to pursue medicine and he worked with us for a year or so and he said you know I think I might want to try, try my hand at this of course yeah. he grew up in the company like I did and like dad did so um, he had a good foot in the door already, but yeah. uh, but he's he's on board. He handles all of our digital, all of our uh, online sales, and all of our digital stuff, and he does a good job with that. Younger generation can handle that a lot better than I can. So how how does that work? You know, how, when does somebody auction off something versus just put it on? You know, what do you call it? Regular regular market. Or, like what's or, the benefits of it? Or what's it versus the traditional? You know, there's a lot of different reasons people auction. It, there's a reason for need or, uh, you know, for time. An auction's a, a pretty like timely event. Urgency. 
our sense of urgency exactly. And we can we can uh, we can sell a piece of property and, and thir- market it for thirty forty five days and close it another thirty. So you're looking at a sixty to seventy five day cash turnaround. But a lot of times we do a lot of estate settlement. A lot of families will have a track of land. We, we've sold several this year that. And this is going to sound funny, but a family can't decide on what a piece of property is worth. Heck, they can't order a pizza together. You know, you get four or five siblings, they, they can't even order a pizza, much less decide yeah. what daddy's farm's worth. So a, an auction will help them. They can they can divide the money a lot easier than they can the land. Right. And they've always got an option to, to sell or not sell, and, and or it's an absolute one of the two. But but they can always divide the money a lot easier than they can the uh, the land. Yeah, so I'm guessing there's a that – they. If it's like most auctions, and the only thing I can relate it to, man, this is funny because eBay, eBay is kind of right. like an auction back in the day. You could set it like a reserve. Exactly. Is that kind of how it works in real you know, life? That, you that just is have a the, bottom dollar that you can't go under? Or they're, 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 they're two a different starting types. bid? They've always got the right. The, there's two types of auctions. There's absolute, which means you're going to sell it whatever it brings. You, the family agrees or the, the client agrees to sell it for whatever it brings. Or there's owner confirmation, and that means the owner has to confirm the auction. That means that, you know, we'll get all we can for it. We'll present the offers to the owner, and they have to, they can decide at that time. And, and I talk about eBay. When eBay first came out, everybody kind of scratched their head and said, you know, I don't know about this online bidding thing or setting a price, right. buy it now. But they were ahead of their time because a lot of our online platform is a timed online auction. So we just sold 30 lots in South Florida. All online? All online. We marketed, promoted them, uh, advertised them all to be sold, and there was a bidding period. We had a 10-day bidding period, and the bidding, say, ended at you know June the 10th at 12 o'clock. Well, just like eBay or anything else, it does have automatic extend, but we sold 30 lots to people we'd never met. And they, they bought the lots from us. We, we, we emailed them a contract. They signed it. Docu signed it, sent it right back. They wired us money. We sent everything to the attorneys. We never met the attorneys, never met the buyers, and sold 30 lots in South Florida. Jeez, man. So I'm guessing if, if since you all been in the game so long, you all built up a reputation, and people were just how do they, how do they find you in, I'll in say this, Florida? Um, it's interesting because – and I'll say this about my dad and my uncle, my grandfather. They left us or, or have established an incredible name for us. It's, they, they've got the ship running down the middle of the ocean or the middle of the, the, lake, the, the river. Hopefully, I won't run it up on the bank. But they, I, I'll say that, that my dad and uncle and grandfather set a really good name for us. And so we're well known. We've been in business for so long. And, and, and another thing, most of the auction companies have, have, have petered out. A lot of them have aged out. Some of them have passed on. Some have got out of the business. And so we're one of the last big ones still still operating and yeah. we're growing by the day um we've got two so we're selling another property down in florida the, the way the properties in florida originated those 30 lots is a is a group of investors knew us or knew chase right and came to us and uh and they had bought a package and these were just some surplus lots and uh we're selling another house that was a referral from somebody we had sold for from 10 years ago Dang. they have a friend in florida that, that she had a home that wasn't moving they called us, called her, and we went together, and we're selling a big, big home in Gainesville, Florida, right now. That's that's crazy, man. Like, but just referrals and just refer. But I'll tell you this: um, Chase has, has brought us into the digital age, but we spend a lot of money on search engine optimization, a lot of go. money on Google Ads, uh, social media. We believe in social media. Um, you know, Facebook's got its pros and cons, but man, it's easy to promote property on, on Facebook. Just like you said, you see the properties that we sell. Yeah. And, and, and people want instant gratification. So luckily, if somebody sees something on Facebook, they can click on the link and go straight to our website. Yeah, man. And it's just instant gratification. And you, you said it earlier before we started recording that this is, this is kind of the, 
you kind of got to be on board with social media these days if, if you're a business because you're going to get kind of left behind. I went to see a gentleman yesterday, <clears throat> and he was in his in his late 60s. And he said, the problem, the reason I can't compete in my business is because I'm not on social media. I don't have anybody young in my organization. Hence, he's going to sell out. And he's been in business for 40 years. Yeah. He said, I can't compete with companies that are on social media because I, I can't I can't compete with that. It's And it's and you're, you have a good online presence, but... Another thing that I see a shift is 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 not only pictures or 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 copy as far as font, but it's it's video. Video video content has taken be, our business to the next level. And that you talk to anybody that that's in the tech industry and, and sees the how the the waves of go, things go, they'll tell you that if you're a business and you're not putting out some kind of video content, you're gonna you're gonna. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when you it's get when you left behind. We started droning. Um, I've got a great friend named Patrick Cash, and back in the um. The mid about 2014, he bought a drone. He saw some folks out in in Wyoming. Things are all awesome. joining property, and Patrick comes home and 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 so Patrick and I are he's like my little brother, and so this was like this great adventure for us. And we started droning property, and I mean he can fly down the creek, he can fly over the houses. Has he let you fly it? Uh, I've flown them before, but Patrick has <laughs> got to get me one. They're awesome, but Just you know. And then we have a, a company out of Birmingham. It's a husband and wife, Dallas and Andrea uh, Eubanks, and they do all of our narrations. And so we send the videos to them, and then they yeah. narrate it. And we send them just the highlights, and they know the auction industry. They know property. So they rate this narration. So they make this awesome presentation yeah, of a piece of go. property. And, it's again, it's instant gratification yeah. because you can see, hear, and know everything about it in, in less than two minutes. We don't know videos longer than two you can, minutes. You can shop online for your, your dream property. You sure can. And, and if we're selling, say we're selling multiple houses, say we're selling 20 houses in a day. Well, we can get 20 separate videos and just, just splice it all together. We can show you the 20 houses. Each address comes up, and you're looking at all these houses. And so the video has been huge for us. Is is what you do a form of real estate? It, we're licensed real estate brokers, just like it, just like Tolls, Templin, Wright, or Hardy. We're licensed real estate brokers, but we're brokers in about 13 states across the southeast. So we're licensed real estate brokers and auctioneers. We have trust accounts just like um, real estate companies do. We, we're under the, the actual real estate laws. I mean, the real estate laws of each state we are, pertain to our business. Wow. So it's just that you're just attacking it from a whole different angle. We're, mean, just, we're just a whole different way of marketing. I mean, we're, we're just like any other broker. We, we, we sell it. It's all on contract. We have listing agreements. We have sales agreements. We have disclosures. But everything is done in a timed, is, is in a timed manner. Auction. Auction. We, we, we don't. We take very few listings. We li- very few things do we ever privately list because it contradicts what we do. Because we're we're, we're not, as we're traditional is priced based. We're time based. So we're setting a date, and, and there's a sense of urgency with an auction. And mm. people buy from us for a lot of different reasons. They buy from fear. You know, somebody next door neighbor might be afraid of what's coming in next door to them, or, or greed. They think they can buy something and and double their money. And, and there are a lot of bargains at auctions. There are bar- and, and, and the bargain is, is in the eyes of the beholder. One person may think a guy pays too much, but the guy may know what he needs, and it's, and it's a bargain to him. Yeah. But, 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 but we set a day, and, and people, we work towards that day. So it creates, it creates urgency. I like that. People, I could see where that would, because people tend to, to purchase when there's urgency mm-hmm. more than just, oh, I got time or window shopping. For example, the ladies whose house we're selling down in Florida. She's had it on the market for approximately two years. It's a $2 million home, and she's got an additional five acres beside it. So by the, through the auction, we can offer the house, the lot, or offer them together. So she can sell her lot and her house to two different people on the same day, which breaks down that $2 million price. So it, it helps her, but also 
I have a, a, a theory or, or what I like to try to do when I auction something. Either I'm going to be first in, I'm going to be the first person they use to sell something, whether it be a house, a track of land, whatever, that there's never been a price established. Or I want to be last out. I want them to try everything they can to sell it, and I'm not, I don't want to say I'm the last resort, but I'm the outside-the-box guy they're going to use. This house has been on the market for two years. Right. We've worn it out on the MLS. We've worn it out locally. Let's get a national, nationwide, national auction company in here to sell something that's going to get marketed nationwide, and let's think outside the box. Right, yeah. And, and so an auction is totally outside the box in a lot of situations, especially in different regions. Now, this part of the world in North Georgia, Northeast Alabama, Auctions are commonplace. Now you wouldn't you wouldn't see just a regular run of the mill house on your platform. Well, you like would a, like we, a I want to say like a um three hundred fifty four hundred thousand dollar home sitting on two acres. Before or the acre. crash, before the crash in 07, we sold at least at least one or two houses a month. Really, just, just traditional ready three and two uh, houses and subdivisions. Because if you think about it. You don't know what it's worth. I mean, if it hasn't sold on the market, well, something's incorrect. Whether the marketing, the price, the mark, you know, something's incorrect. There's a reason it hasn't sold. So then it goes to auction. Well, everybody equates an auction to a bargain. And that's what, and, and we want people, we want people to think or, or get a bargain when they come to our auctions. But what's a bargain? What's a bargain to you is totally different than it is to me or to somebody else. And, and, and anybody that buys from us in some shape, form, or fashion is trying to improve their quality of life. You know, they're trying to either either financially or spiritually, mentally, whatever. They, you know, Take, for example, lake property. We sell on site when we sell lake property because it's an emotional buy. I want somebody at that lake property. I want them to see the boats going by. I want them to feel the breeze coming off Man. the lake. And, and I want them to feel that emotion. I want, it's my job to sell them that they can't live without this house another day longer. Wow. And that's the way I look at it. I mean, when somebody and you steps would foot, probably do the same thing with like any kind of beach, any type of beach, front, pro- lake, anything, anything, uh, you know, resort property, mountain property, or something on the golf course. I mean, if you're going to live on the golf course, or you're buying a house on the golf course. You're buying it because it's on the golf course. Well, you want right. to see the golf course when you're bidding on it. Yeah. And emotion, emotion plays huge in my in my in my industry. Well, in sales in general, it does. You know, and you've uh, got to get them excited about same it. Same thing with people buying a vehicle, mm-hmm. you know, brand new. If a, if, a, if a good salesman can can wrap in that emotion, that's exactly right. If you go out to to to, to Jay Barksdale's car lot out there, Jay, courtesy for the guy walks down and says, "Hey, you want to buy a car?" Because hey, man, this F one fifty looks awesome on you. You would just let's take the same for a car, right? You got you've got to, you've got to believe in it and be excited to try yeah. to sell. No, whether it's cars, whether it's houses, whether it's right. whatever, what protein shakes. I yeah, mean, you that's got it. you got that's to it, you got to believe in it, and be excited about it. Yeah. So like what what. If I was a if I was going to invest in real estate, let's just say I want to start flipping houses. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found a I found a good a good deal in a home that's kind of run down somewhere in Rome, mm-hmm. and I wanted to put some money into it and fix it up. Mm-hmm. You know, remodel the kitchen. You know, put put some amenities in there that's going to really I think attract a buyer. Right. Would it? Are you telling me that instead of me going mainstream like and putting it on the market? I might could I might could have a little bit better, faster outcome by doing an auction. Say you called me and said, "Hey, Lucy, I bought three houses to flip. I've come in and I've re, I've redone them. I put in granite countertops. I put in tile bathroom floors. You know, I've got central heat and air and everything. Right. I would say, okay, Keith, look at it this way: if you price these houses, you're never going to get a penny more than what the house is listed for. Now, in 2022, there was a there was a phenomenon that came on called highest and best offer. 
And a lot of realtors would say, hey, the house is, is listed at 275 but we're taking the highest and best offer. Because a lot of people were offering over what houses were bringing. Right, yeah. And I had somebody say, well, Luke, what do you think about that? I said, man, we've been doing that since 1943 because we take the highest and best offer. Well, every, yeah. I mean, that's what we do. Right, yeah. And so what I would get back to that, I would say, Keith, Nobody knows what these houses are worth. You bought them for twenty thousand a piece. That doesn't matter. You put twenty thousand in each house. That doesn't matter. What matters is what will somebody who's ready, willing, and able to pay ten percent down, balance in thirty days, pay for it. So you don't know. So why not let the market? Because people say, well, the market there's going to be there to steal them. Yeah, there's always your bottom feeders or your or your bargain but getters. There's, a, there's more people that's there that's serious and that are serious about yeah. it because the, we have such a, such an educated market now. Everybody can get online and see what tax values are, see what um, what the tax office thinks right. it's worth, see appraised values. I mean, they can they can research it. There's so, Zillow. I mean, I don't. I'm not a big fan of Zillow. I mean, I don't really use it, but it's it's a good informational tool. And some of these other sites are, are good info. So you have an educated public. People don't come to buy property and not know what they're doing right and i'd prefer them to know what they're doing i'd prefer to, to sell to somebody who's done their homework as opposed to somebody who's not sure of what they're doing simply yeah. because i don't want somebody to make a bad buy at my auction i don't want somebody to leave the process and not be satisfied a buyer's regret we don't we don't want any of that because yeah. we won't we're all about relationships we're not about snatch and grab. We're, we're here for the long time. We're not yeah. here to, to we're not go to a community to have a quick sale, make money, and leave. We want to come back. We were in Wetumpka, Alabama Saturday, and Randy Land, who's one of our associates, had an incredible sale down there. I mean, we met a lot of people, uh, sold to six different buyers. We had over 100 people at the auction. And so, Randy, what he's doing now is he's, he's working that area. He's going to send a letter to everybody that came to the auction. Maybe do a little Facebook social media deal about, yeah. hey, we had a great sale. If you're thinking about selling property in, in Elmore County, Alabama, we'd love to talk to you because we want to go back and do business. Right, we don't, yeah. we're, not, we're not, for lack of a better term, snatch and grab. Yeah, that's awesome. We're man. there to make the relationships like- because, you know, Randy's got some boys. They might want to get an auction business. I got Chase in the auction business. Uh, you know, I want young people to come work with us and, and experience what we do because it's pretty rewarding. In all honesty, it's a pretty rewarding business we're in. Yeah, and as far as the – from like on my end, the, the the seller, I guess you could say, where, where, where does your, I guess, fees differentiate from like me using a realtor or like if I wanted to team up with a realtor here locally, you know, they get like what, three, I, three something percent? I don't know what, I think they list them at different prices and the selling agent, the buying agent. We're all about teamwork. We, okay. we, our, our team model is our, our company model is, is is teamwork. Gotcha. And so I mean, I may be putting. I'll be honestly, I'll be putting up signs tomorrow. I'll be on a track of land tomorrow with a chainsaw and some loppers, showing some people some property and, and cleaning stuff up. So everybody Sweet. in my office does it all, except for Dad. Dad sits back. He's he's, <laughs> he's met, third day. He, well, I met your dad uh, last year, and and I was I was shocked that he was he still gets out. Oh, he's there every day. How old is he? He's eighty years old. Turned eighty this year. And I mean, but it's in his blood. And and right. Dad had some cancer issues from uh, he's been fight, battling cancer since '06. And and between the golf course, he loves to play golf. One arm, he plays golf one arm, unbelievable. And uh, between work and in, in, in the golf course, that keeps him alive because he's always worked all his life. And his and when you walk in the first office you see on the right, is my dad's office. And there's not a big decision that I make that I don't run it by him. And now. 
I run the company, but I feel so much better when I can talk to him because he sees things a whole lot different than I do. Sometimes Good. I may come there an idea and he'll look at me and it's, that's the, it, the look is, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. <laughs> he doesn't say it, right. but it's like, are you kidding me? Did you really just say that? And then I'm like, that's a bad idea. And he goes, well, think about it this way. Yeah. It used to be, it'd be a whole lot different, but he just says, think about it this way. That's so cool. it's, it, have I'm, that relationship. I'm so blessed to have him. And, and I mean, he's, he's my, he's my, He's my right arm. I mean, he's 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 the guy. Now, speaking of arm, you said you, you said you can only play golf with one arm. Why is that? Because he he's lost, got some health issues. He uh, he had some radiation when he had cancer in 06, 07, and he lost the use of his left arm. Gotcha. So and so he so it was awful. I mean, because he couldn't play golf, and golf was like at that time he was a pretty intense dude. I mean, he was he was pretty took it seriously. Well, work very serious in, okay. in golf, and so if he didn't get to play golf, he was in a pretty foul mood. So my aunt talks to the pro at the club and goes, "Hey, can you teach him to swing one armed? Because we're both left handed." golfers he goes absolutely so dad goes out and plays golf one armed with his right Man. arm he's had two holding ones that's awesome and ironically he just had his arm removed two weeks ago and uh it was just it was it was not he couldn't use it circulation wasn't that good and the doctor yeah. said hey probably best if we just amputate it's unbelievable that the outlook he's got now from that that surgery it's been unbelievable so we're wait, waiting to get him back on the golf course he'll be staples come out next week so he'll be back on the golf course in about two and a half weeks man see that's just proof right there that if people, if humans can get their mind right, mm-hmm. you're still capable of doing can do anything. Because unfortunately, I got some friends that they had some setbacks with some accidents, but they 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 just stayed stuck. You know, the woe is me, negative. Yep. You know, I used to be able to do this. I used to be able to do that. I'm like, I'm like, open your eyes. Like you you see the Special Olympics. These guys in wheelchairs and, and you know, stories like your dad. And they're excelling. And they're, yeah. and, they're, and they're excelling. And it's mentally, physically, spiritually, all the, it, it, it keeps their mobile in balance. Yeah, man. So I wish these people could see that. You know, I, I had a, I had a rust kid in my life at one time. And, and, and my dad, I was getting ready to go off for a little while. And, and he said, uh, I was getting ready to leave. He said, well, he said, I'm going to tell you this. And the last thing I'm going to say, I'm like, okay, what is it, dad? He goes, they don't judge a man how, hard, how far he falls. They judge a man how he gets up. I've never forgotten that. And and people, you're going to be at the top of the food chain at times. Yeah. You'll be at the bottom. And everybody, not just, I mean, any and everybody's going to have those. But they don't judge you if they fall. If you fall, that means you're trying you're trying something. And, and if, if you don't, but but they want to see what you can do when you fall. When you skin your knee, are you going to jump up, dust your knee off, and keep going? Or are you going to lay down there and feel sorry for yourself, just like you're talking about? Yeah, speaking of falling, is there is have you had any personal setbacks in life? Personally or business wise, that that you you pushed through and all, the through the other side. <laughs> all the above, all the above. How mean, many hours do we have here? We, we we're only twenty minutes in, man. So yeah, uh, um, I, I've struggled in 07, Of course, a lot of folks struggled. Uh, we took a pretty big hit, and and not just all coming in other business we were in, and financially took a hit, and then. Um, I'm an alcoholic, and I got I got I got addicted to alcohol pretty bad, and luckily I was, uh, got sober in thirteen. But uh, but you know I've been. The Lord has just blessed me in so many ways because, and I don't, I don't, I'm not one of these holy rollers that comes out and because I sin just like everybody else does right, still. Yeah. But, but He reached down and 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 you know I thought that I knew what what was what was good in life and He gave me just enough rope to uh, to hang myself and uh, He let me fall as far as I needed to fall until I hit rock bottom and then, That's, you know, one day I just Lord I can't do it I'm begging yeah and 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 I was humble and meant it and uh, and He 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 brought me out and. And so, yeah, I've struggled, and, and I've been blessed. Uh, I've been blessed. And I'll be honest with you, I, I was blessed with struggles as well because you don't appreciate. I was mm-hmm. very unappreciative until then. 
um, and just felt, I don't want to say entitled, but I feel like, you know, I work hard. I can play hard. I can do what I want to do. But uh, I don't think like that anymore. But yeah, so yeah, yeah. I've, been, I've had, I've skint my knee several times and, and uh, bounced back some. So I've been blessed with, uh, with opportunity and, and good friends and good faith. Yeah, not, not to go down a, a long road of this alcohol topic, but just, I'm just curious, was that something that, that, that snuck up on you? Like, you know, you started, it went from like drinking some booze as a kid or a teenager to <laughs> it, then it nightly. And then you know, next thing you know, uh, you can't go a couple of hours without it. Or it, It's funny how you can look back and see things. I started, and, and I'm not proud of this, it's just a matter of fact, but yeah. I started drinking beer when I was 13 years old. Yeah. And I drank beer all the way through high school, college, early 20s and 30s and whatnot. And, and in 07, we had, we, had, we had a lot of business going on, a lot of stuff, and, and everything, just nothing was going right. And I'd been in some meetings down in Atlanta. I came back, and I'll, I'll never forget, I went to the liquor store and bought a bottle of liquor. I never drank liquor, just drank Miller Lite. You're just having a rough day, and it was and a rough time. I was time. like, you know, I'm tired of drinking 12 beers a day and being bloated. I'm just going to take have bourbon a and coke shots, by yeah. here by the fire, and I'll be fine. And when I drank that liquor, yeah. Keith, I kid you not, it was, it was like, like an 800-pound gorilla grabbed me by the neck, and he didn't let go. And so for about two and a half years, I struggled. And I, 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 went, I went from, you know, I'm not going to say I was up here, but right. I was here to all the way to the bottom. Mm. And, and I almost lost it all. And I had some great friends that, uh, that just finally stepped in and said, hey, that's, that's it. Between friends and family. And, and we went, I went to rehab off and on for a couple of years and ended up yeah. at Betty Ford. And uh, I was tired. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And, yeah. uh, and I hit my knees. And, and so, yeah, but it did. It grabbed me, and then I didn't know how to get it off. And I'm assuming – this wasn't no secret to your family. Wife, oh no, kids, it was, whatever listen, they, they, I was, they saw you. I was struggling. wide open. I partied hard all the time, and I and I'm not bragging on this. Is not I'm not trying to brag about it. It just no. I was wide open about drinking and carrying on, and and obviously I went from you know producing and working and and being on my A game to being at my Z game. I mean, it was it was no game, yeah. and and it was it was it was painfully obvious. And I had a, a young daughter, and uh, and her mom and my dad and my sister sat me down and said, this is it. Said, you know, rubber's hit the road now. We're tired. And so it was, it was, it was an ultimate, it wasn't really an ultimatum. It wasn't a choice. Right. And so I had some great friends involved and, and I was able to get, get the help I needed and, and, and get the mindset. And, and, and I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to dwell on all that, but it, it was, it was, a, it was a hard time, but it made me a better person out to get, when I got through the other side of it, yeah. I, I was, a, I feel like, I hope I am a better man than I ever was before then. So you've been sober since 2013. It'll be 10 years this August. Wow. Congrats on that, man. You know, what's ironic is my daughter, Georgiana, she's going to play college basketball. She's going out to Claremont McKenna and uh, Claremont, California. I'm flying out there the 16th or 17th day of August to drop her off. I flew out to Betty Ford Clinic the 17th day of August in 2013. The two hardest things I've ever done. Quit drinking and dropping my daughter off. I've done in California 10 years apart. Wow. That, that's crazy. That's surreal. It's crazy. But, but yeah, so, yeah, we're going to be out there. And she's like, Daddy, that's your anniversary. And we're flying out to California. I'm like, yeah, I know. So these these um – this be the last question on the alcohol thing, but sure. those treatment centers actually help. They they actually work. You know, you know, I know a lot of people. You see just a cycle over and over again, but it sounds like it, it did the rehab and all that. This is my you. opinion, okay, and it's just one man's opinion. Of course, when I came home, I used a, I was a member of AA, and I won't get into all that, but I believe in AA. But I believe it's it's up to the patient or to the person. If you want help, you can get it wherever you go because I've been to. Several different rehabs, several different details. They all tell you the same thing. But until you believe what they say and you want what they're telling you, 
you're not going to get better. Because a lot of people are like in denial still or I was, fighting against the grain. I don't know about everybody, but me, I didn't believe anything. I said, I'm not like these other people in these rehabs. I'm, and I was right. I was worse. But, <laughs> but I mean, you know, you think, you think that's not me. I'm not, I'm not that guy, but, but really you are, or I was. And, and so once I decided, I, and I'm going to tell you this, when I went out there, I flew out there the 17th day of, uh, of uh, August. I quit drinking on the 16th. I had my last drink at 3 o'clock on the 16th day of August. So I went out there cold turkey, about 24 hours. Now, I was drinking a considerable amount, half a gallon of vodka a day. guess there were some withdrawals. Oh, my gosh. So I got out there. I was shaking. I was sweating. I was just – I hadn't eaten in four days. And the doctor said, you know, how much did you have to drink with the way out here? Because – most folks, I know I always did, have a, that last go-round before you get there. And I said, I didn't have any drink. He said, how do you feel? I said, I feel horrible. I said, I tell you what, if you'll quit this shaking, I'll never drink again. And, I mean, I was physically just, you know, and I was 207 pounds and just I was in a bad way. And, uh, and But I wanted I would I would have crawled across that desert in Palm Springs with the rattlesnakes and the heat and everything else to get, that to get, to get yeah. there to get rid of it. I wanted out that bad. I just didn't know how to get out. Yeah, and and they teach you wherever you go. They tell you how to. And you think about it. If I've been doing that since I'm thirteen years old, obviously drinking was a big part of my life. Well, you know, all of a sudden I'm not going to drink anymore. So, you know, how do you go to football games? How do you go to, to the casinos? How do you, so, go, how do you go out to eat with friends? Yeah, exactly. You know? And so, you know, I just had to figure out. And I hate to say I had to learn how to relive, but I had to reprogram, rewire your brain. I did. Yeah. I did. And you know, and 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 they taught me like if I got stressed out. I got you know worked up. You didn't drink. You went and worked out, or you got down and did some meditation, or you prayed, or you whatever works for you. And so they teach you how to think, see things differently. And that's the same thing that I deal with with people working with their nutrition. Yep. You know, they've been eating a certain way for most of their life. Exactly. And it's 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 stuff they've been doing. It's it's habits that it's just instilled in their head. So mm-hmm. when you start working with somebody and start asking them to make some changes. Man, you talk. It's hard to. It's it hard to get it get it changed. And you, you know, know that it's just like you talk about that. That, that, that it could be alcohol, it could be food, it could be gambling, it could be whatever it is. I yeah. mean, everybody's got the vice. Yes, somebody does. I just had more than more than most. Yep. But uh, but yeah, you just had a different mindset. And now, you know, I'm I'm, I'm I feel I, it's, it's, that's a part of my life that's behind me. I'm not saying. I don't think I can ever drink again. I know I can't ever drink again. That's not in my that's not in my wheelhouse, and I, and I know that. But I have no problem going to parties. You know, I, everybody knows that I'm I, obviously I'm wide open about my recovery because I was wide open about it when I drank. And, and if I can help one person, if I can just say, "Hey, man, it's going to be okay. You can be at the bottom of the barrel, but you can you know you can get out of that barrel." And if I can just help one guy or one lady feel better about it and, yeah. and be able to take a better step. That's why I'm so wide open, but because by all, all accounts, I should have already been dead. And it's you know another thing that's shocking too is just the more females than than males, but the a lot of the women that I work with, they they when they get the kids to bed, that's their time. Mm-hmm. And most of them, you know, if, if they're being honest with me, they're putting back almost a bottle of wine a night as they're mm-hmm. just chilling, yep. whatever, taking their bath. That's their time. Yep. That's when they're watching their show or whatever they're doing. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, that's not going to really align with your your goals, <laughs> right. your, your, your weight loss goals. That's right. So, it, man, it's just so between food and alcohol. I know those two make make my my and, job hard. And you know, you don't go to a party or function that don't have alcohol. Everything. And, and 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 I'm blessed in that it doesn't bother me. I mean, I go to parties. I you know, I I, I doesn't just 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 not anything I ever want to do again. 
Right. And, and I attribute that. I, I, when I prayed, and I'll say this last thing about it. When I prayed about it, I, I, uh, I saw a big rainbow soon thereafter. And I knew, I, I just said, Lord, show me I'm going to be okay. I mean, there's a rainbow. And, and awesome. I knew, I knew right then and there that if I, and I didn't pray for the hole. I just, I prayed for the hole, but then God gave me the shovel, you know? So, I mean, I had to dig the hole, which is fine. I didn't mind doing the work for it, but he took it away from me just like that. I've never had an urge to drink again. I'm around it all the yeah. time. I mean, not all the time, but I mean, I don't, you know, I, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't tempt myself by any stretch, but it doesn't bother yeah. me to see, to be at a table and somebody, people having drinks. That's, that's such a cool story. But anyway, it's just, you know, it's part of my story in that I fell so far and that I've been able to come back and, 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 and have some mild success running our company and yeah. be back. The main thing is I'm back in business with my dad and that, and, and I'm in business with my son now. And it's just, we're a family business and we're, yeah. we run it like a family team and, and we have an incredible team. And so I'm just glad to be back where I'm, you know, with, with the people I care about. Well, cool, man. That, that's an awesome story. And, well, I didn't. For, I didn't for, even for, plan you, for, you to, for you to be able to get through that and and tell about it and have that testimony. Well, that's awesome. It was. It was with a lot of help. Let me say. I, t- I don't take all the credit. And you know, Keith, you got and anybody has people on each side of the street. You got the folks on one side of the street. They're cheering you on. Yep. And the others on the other side of the street. They're hoping you fail. You probably had to let go of some people. Oh, uh, I did. I did. Know? But you know, you appreciate both of them. You appreciate those that support you and those that don't. Because it's different motivations. You don't ever want to disappoint those that, that, that took a chance on you, that right. believed in you, stood by your side. And the others, you want to prove them, hey, you know what? Prove you, them wrong. Made, you made the wrong decision. But, hey, yeah. you know, I, I respect that, and I understand there's reasons you did what you did. I understand that. Yeah. I don't hold a grudge. But but there were some – at first, there were some people that I just stayed away from. Or some or, or more, more, more than the people, certain activities I stayed away from. But I didn't go to casino to gamble for, for eight years. I just didn't feel comfortable going because I always drank and gambled. Right, and I don't gamble much anymore. I don't. I don't go to casinos much anymore. Um, but I do go on occasion, and and I'm fine with it. But there's just certain things you know that just might spur on that bad habit, and right. you just try to stay away from it until you're strong enough mentally. And it's mental. I mean, it's, there's a, the physical part was over in 30 days of of the withdrawals and all that, but the rest of it was mental. And, and cool. you know, you just got to know your limitations. Yeah. You know, and and you just got to know no one to say no. And no, say, hey, man, I'm not good with that. Or, or I always have an escape plan. Yeah. Whatever, whatever I go to, whether it's a party, a seminar, whatever it is, I've always got a way. If I get uncomfortable, yeah, I can get go. out of there and go. You don't want to ride with anybody. And it's exactly right. And it's not <laughs> hey, that Hey, man, bad. you can just ride with me. But, you know, know, they all ride with me anyway because I'm the DD all the time. You know, don't right. be a goober, call Luber. You know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so instead of Uber, it's Luber. But, you know, it, it's not that way anymore. But early right. on, it was that way. But I had to have a plan about everything we did. Yeah. So I imagine you come across a lot of uh, successful people. I do. Uh, in your opinion, just based off kind of looking and being around different types of successful people, what do you think differentiates people that kind of live this, I don't want to call it miserable, but safe, normal, scraping by, paycheck to paycheck kind of life versus people that can live in abundance and really, really not have the pressure of – Scrap, scrap, and change out of their cup holder just just to get gas money. You know, what, Keith, I, what's, I, I think, <laughs> and I may be way wrong. I think it's gratitude. I think if you're gra- if you're grateful for whatever you've got, you can take it and you can improve it. Uh, but you can't be. Uh, I and I've been there before. Uh, um, and I dated a lady when I when I came through my stuff, and she, I, I was like you were talking about. What was me one time? 
And she set me straight and said, let me tell you something. You need to be grateful. Yeah. And that resonated with me. I'm grateful for it. I mean, if you've got, if you've got, if you wake up in the morning and you've got something to eat and something over your shelter over your head, you're better off than 90% of the world already. True. I think you've got to be grateful. I think you've got to be appreciative. Um, and I think if you don't have gratitude, I don't think that you can be successful. But then again, what's successful? What's successful to you and me are two different things. If we got ten people in here, it would be ten different opinions of successful. True. Is it is it is it financial? Is it family based? Is it um, you know, physical? Is it you know what 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 keeps you? What's successful to you? And I think that that's each person has to find that in their mind. I used to think that having a lot of money and a lot of cars and all the material stuff was success. God showed me that wasn't success. Because you had all that. Well, probably during the midst. I probably I probably had more than others, yes. And I, I wasn't way up here. I wasn't the, the Rockefellers, but I had a bunch of junk, and it all turned out to be junk because it wasn't anything that, that was that, that I th- It was material. Right. To me, success isn't material. I think success is, is, is I consider my life, and this is just my thinking, as a mobile. And you've got God has to be the center of your of your mobile. And everything hanging off, just like in a baby's crib, you know, you've got your your work, right. your physical, your spiritual, your mental, your family. You know, you've got to have everything that's that's important to you hanging on that mobile. Yeah. It's all got to be hanging in balance. And if God, to me, is not in the middle of it, you can't be successful. Right. I, that's just my opinion. Now, I, I, you know, everybody else has their own opinions, and that, yeah. but that's what works for me. And you've got to keep it all in balance. I believe you've got to work hard. I believe you've got to give back to the community hard. I believe you've got to to work hard for your family, to keep your family good, do family stuff. I think you've got to have your spiritual, your spiritual um, life in line and your mental. You've got to be, you've got to be okay mentally. Yeah. Because as a, to me as a man, as the head of my family, I have to be in good shape in all those areas to look after my family. Right. And if anything's out of kilter, I can't be a man to look after my family. Yeah. And you're right. Cause you see a lot of people that, you know, maybe maybe have a, a rocking business, right? But then their marriage is falling apart. Yep. Or they may have a a really successful business, a a, a good marriage, but their health is falling apart. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a hundred pounds overweight. Yep. You know, you're right. It's good to have balance. I think balance and gratitude are the two things that that, that, that make, in my opinion, are, are what make you successful. Now, you know, there's a lot of people that are multi billionaires that are miserable. It's true. Uh, yeah. You've got some folks that are scrapping by, doing the best they can, and they're extremely happy. So uh, you know, I just think I think that that everybody's success is a different is a different uh, is a different definition. What is what does success mean to you? I guess if are you are you are you there? Are you at a point in your life where you've hit? I'm it much more successful now than I've ever been. I don't have the, for lack of better terms, the physical assets that I had at one time. But then again. They did. They weren't very satisfied. They weren't satisfying to me. Clearly, they weren't satisfying. I have a great relationship with my children. So your your mobile is more balanced. Now. My mobile is more balanced now <laughs> than it's ever been. Right. And and, and 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 I mean, I have a great relationship with my children. I have a, I have an incredible significant other lady that I date, and we've been together for a long time. Um. And and that's very that's good. Um. My children's mother. We have a good relationship. That's important. And you wouldn't trade that for. I wouldn't more trade income. that for anything. No, I would not. Uh, money, money doesn't buy happiness. Yeah. I mean, it helped. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's nice not to have to, and I have to, I'm just like anybody else. I have to worry about certain things and, right. and, and, and whatnot, but, but you know, money's good, but it doesn't, there's no happiness there. I, I, I would forego making bunches of money to be happy. Yeah. Cause a lot of times to, to, to make, 
more money requires more something's going to have to give mental mental capacity or time capacity family, family. you know I, I was blessed that i was here for my eight, my daughter's 18 years of high school or 18 years of before she goes off to college be 19 and i wouldn't trade that for anything i, I mean i you know am i the biggest auction company in the country absolutely not am i the biggest in the state probably not even in the state but you know what my daughter is i've watched all her ball games i've yes. been there for, for school productions i've been there to help with homework parent teacher meetings um you know i'm with my dad every day uh, you know, we, we, we're, we're getting more and more where we travel more and more for business, but he still gets on a plane and well, no, 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 no he doesn't. He, his idea of traveling to the golf course, Homer Croker, that's his idea of traveling, but I still, you know, I still travel some, um, and, and we're doing more and more business, but with, with the, with the digital world now, the online capabilities, you know, we went to Florida twice for these lots. Came back and we've never go never go back again. Gotcha. We did all of our work. Don't get me wrong. Right. We we're there for a couple of days each time, a few days. We got all of our due diligence, but we were able to do everything from 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 our office, from from our headquarters. Technology is beautiful in situations like that. It is. It is. And and you know, I talked to a guy the other day that's interested in some property we're selling. I hit a button and sent him everything he needed. And I was in Alabama. He was in you know he was in South Florida. So cool, man. But yeah, we but but I, I just think success is is what you make of it. Is what what's successful to you? You know, each, yeah. To each his own. So if a if a individual starting off, whether he's whether he was young or let's just say a guy has been working, you know, a, a job that he really don't like, but he's been saving up his money. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this could be a guy in his twenties, or this could be a guy in his late thirties or early forties, mm-hmm. and he's he's done saved up a couple, a chunk of money, twenty mm-hmm. grand. Mm-hmm. In your opinion. With everything out there, stock markets, uh, IRAs, Bitcoin, uh, casinos, um, real estate, where, where do you feel like a guy would be better off kind of investing that money? You know, I thought about that question, and and it depends what you have an appetite for. If you're in your 20s, and I'm not saying you you can lose your money and make it easy to make it back, but in my 20s and my 30s, I was a lot riskier. I was a lot more apt to take risks. Um, startup companies, incubator deals with with, with companies. Um, in my twenties and thirties, I would have gobbled up Bitcoin like it's nobody's business because I probably would have understood <laughs> right. it. Uh, I'm not smart enough to understand. Don't you Bitcoin. wish you would have scooped up some of that when you first? Oh man, I, I tell you, uh, there's some. I've got yeah. Uh, there's some people I know that, that I think are going to do really well with it. Um, you know, I was always told bank stock and real estate, and all that was great until '07, and that just you know that was just the nature of the beast there. It depends on what you can do. If you know yeah. how to rehab a house, I think buying a house, that's how I got started, buying houses in Garden Lakes, fixing them up and selling them. Flipping them. Flipping them, yep. Um, you know, if you know how to do that, or if you have the, the, the resources, the subs, the people to do that, if you know the stock market, if you're financially minded and you can read profit and loss and dividends and earnings, you know, maybe the stock market is a thing for you. Um you know, if if you don't have an appetite for the risky stuff, you buy Home Depot. You know, people are always going to buy Stock, better yeah. materials. They're always going to use, G, you know, Southern Company. They're always going to use Power, um, stuff like that. Um, people are always going to fly Delta. You know, when when the Corona hit, I had five stocks. That, that I mean, there were five stocks that I was watching when that hit that just tanked. FedEx, UPS, Delta. And a couple of I can't remember, and I just I didn't buy anything because I was scared to death too. And Corona, I wish I would have bought more more at that point. Yeah. Though, don't we? But all? I mean, but you know, hindsight yeah, twenty twenty. I didn't know. I'll tell you a funny story. We were um, my daughter and I go skiing every spring break, and so we left on the seventh day of March to fly out to Colorado. The sixth day of March, this lady's contemporary of mine went to high school together. She and her husband owned an auction company, 
in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. And she had come down on the sixth day of March, and she was going to move to Rome and run our office and run everything inside our office where I could be on the road. And so before I got on the plane on the 7th, Dad said, you get that girl here. I said, you get her hired and you get her here. She's going she's gonna to be a game changer for us. On the 10th day of March, I was sitting in my bed in Colorado watching them bring refrigerated trucks into New York City for all the bodies. I mm. said, in, in our business, we're a social business. I mean, under the tent, in right. a venue, we had 29 properties to sell. That spring. And all of a sudden, they're talking about shutting down the shutting world. Shutting down everything. And you're yeah. not going out of the house. I'm like, what are we going to do? How are we going to eat? But, you know, obviously, everybody has their, their stories of that. But y'all made it through it. Oh. I mean, it, you probably had to do more online, right? To be honest, that's really what finally got us there. It was that because we, we called every client we had, and we said, and I got back on the 14th, and they shut everything down on the 15th. The schools, Colorado, I mean, we, we were the last we were the last guy. We skied on the fourth, last day of that season. We skied and came home the next day, and they shut it down. Mm. So we called all of our clients and said, look, we don't know what's going on. Let's just hold tight. So we, we had a meeting on Monday morning. I said, listen, anybody wants to come in, come in. Anybody that doesn't come in, want to come in, you don't have to come in. I told my our staff, if y'all want, this is before they talked about any of the PPP money whatever any of that i said whoever wants to come in and work great we don't know what we're going to do but we're just going to do something so dad and i went to work every day and we in, in about middle of april they weren't going to shut the state down the governor said hey we're going to keep going we got to keep going we had our first auction for, uh, of the year right after that uh the first week of may and we ain't slowed down since that's awesome and we we sold outside we had a sanitation. T- we had what we call the sanitation station. Right. We had sanitizer. We had masks. We had gloves if you wanted them. We had chairs outside. You know, you could do it. You could yeah. get as far away yeah. as you wanted to at that right. auction. And so then we were taking phone bids, and we we're like, you know what? It's time to go. And we were blessed to, to have an opportunity to go in with a, with a group of other auctioneers in the country, yeah. and 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 we just kept going. And we just said, look, we're comfortable doing this. If you're not comfortable, we understand. Man, people couldn't wait to get out of the house. They couldn't wait to come to auctions. And we kept everybody apart. I mean, but, yeah. you know, but, but it was, it really didn't, it didn't hinder us but about, about six weeks. And uh, it was a long, hard six weeks. But talk about buying that stock. All this stuff was tanking. And I've got a great friend, Philip Gaines. And he and I talk every day. And he's a great, great, I mean, he and I are totally different, but we're just alike. And, and he was saying, "This stock's right here. You're going to kill it right here. You need to pay attention to this." Well, I mean, I'm figuring out how am I, you know, how am I going to feed my family? What, right. What am I going to do What's about paying two yeah. You know, what am I going to do about making a living? And and I, I wished I'd have had enough foresight to do that. But hindsight's twenty twenty. It could have all tanked just as easy. Yeah, you know. You know what's funny is when, when you're in the moment like that, it's it's hard to see out of the moment. Yes. But you you see it in history time and time again where it, it the economy does recover and yep. bounce back. It does. And I've always told myself that I'd like to be in a position where in the future, if something like that happens, that's, that's where you can make some pretty financial, absolutely, you know, absolutely uh, advantages, you know, uh, moves. And I, I should, I don't know what I was thinking. I guess I just had too much of my play or fear of what the economy was going to do, but I should have, like you said, hindsight 2020, I should have bought up a little bit, but it's not near scary looking back at it. No, it's not. When you're looking at the beast that day, it's a hope, but when you pass the beast, you look back on him and say, "Hey, it wasn't that bad." You're right, but you know, looking at that beast up front, you don't know. And and then you know, I had a, I had a company, I had people that were counting on us. So it's true. You know, I, it's I wanted cash hard, because if we had to, if we had to survive the storm, I wanted our people to be able to work and get paychecks. I mean, we wanted to, you know, and you got kids, you know, you got family, and you're like, you know, I gotta, I can't just go out on a whim and buy a bunch of Delta stock or a bunch of you, you know, whatever you. Yeah, think. all the cruise lines, man. You could have got that stuff. Oh cheap. my gosh, those there are people who changed their entire net worth by buying cruise line stock 
crazy, right? Unbelievable. But imagine kudos. if you had just dumped, you know, even just thirty or forty grand in the stock market. Man, kudos ships. to those. But kudos to those guys, though. Those men and women, they 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 they, they, they took a chance. Yeah. But you know, just like the Bitcoin, there's folks that got in Bitcoin at the right time. And, and and one of my best buddies was like, you got to get Bitcoin, you got to get Bitcoin. It was $60,000 a coin. I'm like, I don't know. And I, I started to, and I was like, I'm, I just don't understand it. I'm, and then I said, drop down to about 15. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'd be having a heart attack right, right now, you know. And, uh, but, you know, the ones that get in early and have the, and have the foresight to do it, great, good for them. And yeah. I love it. I love to see people do well. Yeah. And, you know, I asked, I asked you what success meant, and I often wonder what, that that means to me you know and success for me is just get to a point where i'm not real big on material things right i've, I've brought this up before in past episodes but i, I value time and freedom mm-hmm. so I, i'm i'm striving to get to a point to where i can just kind of float and navigate through my days and and just know the money's not an issue it's just it's just coming it's flowing in from different angles different passive incomes to where if I want to go dabble over here for a little bit for a few hours, if I want to go over here and dabble for a little bit, nothing's really a have to. Right. If I want to go take up take up and go to the beach for a week or two, everything everything still stays Options. glued together. That's what I'm striving for. Uh, it's not to have a huge mansion or sure uh, a collection of cars. Maybe maybe one car one day. You know, a nice <laughs> sports car, but uh, just time, time and freedom. Do you know, Keith? Think about what you've done. You, when you bought Spartan smoothies from Michael, you know, I, I was I, when Michael owned it, I'd get some over there, and, he, and, you, and you had grinders at the time too. Yep. And you bought it, and, and look what you've done for people's lives. Though, look at the success. And I don't even know if you look at it this way or not, but I thought about about what you do, and you improve people's lives in such a manner. You improve their entire quality of life, mentally and physically. Because when somebody's in better shape and they feel better about themselves, they've got the confidence. And so the things you do. With your weight loss um, competitions yeah. and your, you know, and and what in, in your in your knowledge and how you guide people, I mean, you improve people's lives daily. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of success to me in that. I mean, you're helping so many people live better lives and yeah. helping their families, and and sometimes it's a generational thing it that is. you know that you come from not being away, but a, a heavy grandmama, a heavy mama, and a, a heavy daughter. Yeah. Well, the daughter breaks it, you breaks know, she that breaks cycle. it, and then all of a sudden, her daughter's seeing healthy lifestyle. Yep. You know, eating right, living right, working out, you yep. know, and getting that mental, that mental and physical health. And that's huge. I mean, that, that's to me, that's huge success on your end. It is. And I always tell, I always to, to really simplify it. I tell people I've, I've, I'm really good at building resources mm-hmm. and I call it one big, one big tool shed. You know, even, even just two stores down, you got wide right. rate. Right. So I'm, I'm building this big badass tool shed and I just need for people to, to, to reach in and grab a tool and get right. to work Whatever on themselves, works for you, you know, man. and there's, if that tool ain't working, then I got another one over Find here. Find something else. So that's, that's what I'm passionate about doing is, is I may not have the, the direct answer for you, but I can, I can t- pull back the curtain and have all these options for you to better your life physically, mentally, you know, the podcast, you're learning, yeah. you know, uh, smoothies, supplements, weight loss, um, Spartan queen, Makes the best <laughs> breakfast bars. I don't want. I'm not putting the plug in, but I eat them every oh. day. The protein bars. Yeah, we, we take them. Like we were going boat trip every year. We were going. We take them with us all the time because it's great quick meals. You know, it is. We, we eat them all the time. Yes, yeah, especially the fruity pebble ones. We love the fruity pebbles. That's been the coolest thing to watch too, is because she's literally just 
just along for the, the, what I call the natural organic growth ride. You know, she's not putting any kind of pressure cause I'm, I'm, I'm the opposite. You know, uh, if I was, if I've been her, I would have done rushed and got a website and rushed mm-hmm. and I've been all over Atlanta trying to get into shops. Mm-hmm. She's just letting them come to her. Yep. She'll pick up a, a, a pretty good size shop in Woodstock. She'll get them going to where they're ordering 30 or 40 dozen a week. She'll just keep doing that. And the next thing you know, three or four months later, another shop comes along, you know, John's Creek yep. ordering 20 or 30 dozen a week. And it's just been this most organic growth where she hadn't even really had to. It just, know, it just happens. And it's, <laughs> so, that's awesome. I mean, because that, I mean, but that makes our life, I mean, that makes our life yeah. so much easier when we, when we, when we travel, we take two or three package, by, by packages with us on, on the, you know, in our carry ons. And yep. that's what we, that's what we, that's what we live on. Yeah. For the, for the listeners that don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I uh, thought everybody knew. I guess I just assumed. That yeah. It's did. the Spartan protein bars that, mm. uh, Allie makes. They're you know, awesome. No bake. And they're just so, so convenient because you, you just grab and eat this oats, peanut butter, protein, honey, flax. Yep. And I just call them food, food cubes, mm-hmm. you know, to simplify it. You know, you're, you're right at 300 calories a bar, a lot of fiber, mm-hmm. uh, no bake and, if you open my desk drawer, there's two there's two containers of them in my desk drawer. No, no kidding. I mean, we got them at home. I'd be eating on them all day. We got them. We got to Keep them in the truck. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that and jerky. We keep it in the truck all the time. Yes, well, man. I'm gonna close out with this question. Uh, where do you where do you see yourself in ten years? You know, ten fifteen years. I have. Where, do you, five, where would you like to be? I have a five year plan. I think. I mean, I, I say I do. Um, as we expand down into Florida, my daughter G. She said, that, Daddy, I'll never sell land where there's not a beach. I said, okay. So we got licensed in Florida. Now, whether or not she comes back from California wants to go in the auction business, there's, there's a huge place for, for females in our industry. The females can, can kill it in our industry because there's so few. And, and I believe that, 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 uh, that she could be probably, I know better than me, as good as my dad in, in, what, in what we do. Um. I plan on having an office. We we have a a, 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 a a small office in Florida now. I plan on having an office in Florida in the next five to seven years. So if she comes home and she wants to do that, that's fine. Chase, my son, can run everything from up here. Everything can be run from our headquarters here, and we could have a satellite office down there. She could be down there if she wants to be. If she doesn't, that's fine too. But I would like to um, – Live close to the beach. <coughs> Or on it. On the beach. On it. There you go. She'll want to be on it. That's why daddy's working as hard as he is, make sure she can. But uh, but I'd like to still, I want to be active in the auction industry just like my dad is. I want to see Chase take it to the next level that I know he can take it. And uh, I just want to be, you know, have my health and, and have yeah. my um, have my, have my my mobile in balance. How old will you be in 10 years? Old. <laughs> I'll be 64. I'm 54 okay. now. Well, that'd be a good age to... Uh, to start kind of, and, and I've got guys that, that contemporaries across the country that are in their seventies, uh, into some of them a few in their eighties that are still doing what we do. Yeah, obviously with the online capabilities now, it's going to be a lot easier uh, to to sell more and more online, which is not, you know, there's not a lot of people that come out of school or come out, you know, and say, "I want to get in the auction business," and it's few and far between. And so, you know, whereas we have, we used to have, a, you know, twenty folks under roof, we've got ten now. Yeah, and so I hope I hope to be active in the business and in the community, and um and still be you know trucking kicking along. If you if you could choose a or pick a beach to live on, what would it, which which beach would it be? Which part of Florida do you consider to be the <laughs> Panama City Beach, Florida? I love it. Now there's you know there are people say, are you kidding me? I love Panama City. 
I, I, there's always places to eat. I love it down there. Yeah. Some people are like, are you kidding me? Panama City? I like. I love it. Down there um, with all the party people. Well, and You know, but you can get one in the beach if you know where you're going and what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, that's true. You, you can navigate all that. And I just love the excitement. I love seeing kids having fun. I love seeing the lights. I love the sounds. Um, You know, I've been to beaches all over the world. I mean, I've been to Tonga. I've been to Maldives. I've been all over. But I just love Panama City. It's funny you say that. It's it's. It's one of my favorite spots, and there's a couple of reasons. Obviously, I've been going there every year since I was born. Yep. So there's a, what do you call it, an emotional yeah, attachment absolutely. to it. And I remember, I mean, and for the people that don't really know the evolution of Panama City Beach, it's came a long ways. Oh, man. Trust me. <laughs> uh, I remember, and I'm not, I'm only 38, but yeah. I remember the days of late 90s, early 2000s going down there, and you you wouldn't want to walk around barefoot. And, you know, uh, you, you, you need to go take a shower. All the mom and pop motels, you know, concrete <laughs> floors and, you know, Bikini Beach uh, and all those places. Spinnakers and Spinnaker, Club La Vila. Vila and all that. What are those? I don't, I'm not sure I know what Spinnaker and La Vila are. What are those? I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I, I love Panama City yeah. just because, and I, and business-wise, I think, and I went to Auburn, so I have so many contacts on the Panhandle, South, South, uh, North Florida, Panhandle, South Alabama. So I just think we can, we can, we can do good business along the Panhandle, and we already do business in South Florida, and, and over, we've been done business in Mississippi and out to Texas. Yeah. Uh, but I just like to, to keep it, and it's close enough. You know, either you can yeah, fly you can. home in a few hours or, or a couple hours, or, or you can drive down in six. Yeah. And and and, and don't get me wrong, we're going. I mean, we're, we're down in South Florida looking at a project now in, in Fort Lauderdale, and we'll travel. We don't mind, but I'd love to. I'd love to be headquartered in on the Panhandle. Yeah, and I got a vision board up here, and there's a there's a beach house on it uh, up on that wall, and that's one of my one of my bucket list type things is to to have some property on the beach because I just I love the beach. I love I, I love being able to open up my back balcony door mm-hmm. and hear the hear the ocean from inside my home that'd be so cool i'll you tell know? you what what turned me on to it i had to take some continuing education we were on vacation a few years ago and i sit on the balcony about the ninth floor looking out and it's six o'clock in the morning i'm doing continuing education on the computer on the balcony i'm hearing the seagulls waves crash dolphins going i'm like you know what i can sell land on this balcony just as easy as i can in on, on glenn miller boulevard there you go I'm, man i'm like you know maybe there's something to this and and i'll tell you this zeros are a little different on the panhandle than they are a lot of places mm. and so it's easier to sell you know you can sell and, and what we do i can sell a three million dollar house in the same manner i sell a three hundred thousand dollar house it's just it's, a little different market it's so funny you say that and i could go on another tangent about this and you're right that what you just said really follows follows more in line with what i consider success is you're right these these phones computers i'm actually shifting to a uh, i'm shifting to where my goal is to have a lot most most of my income coming from online space mm-hmm. online coaching mm-hmm. online systems i'm working with a company out in vegas right now that's actually building me a, a really jam up website that's going to be interactive yep. where they can jump on there log in take a training course graduate my nutrition school uh, all that good stuff for yeah. a, for a certain fee, upsell opportunities. It's all it's all shot in front of a green screen. It's where it is. So the this it's been a lot of work. Trust oh yeah. Me. Uh, oh, this, I can only imagine. This was not an easy because I, I I I pulled the trigger and bought the uh, the package, and then when they finally started telling me what all work was involved, uh, I kind of shut down a little bit. But I've, I've, they're a great team, right? And they've coached me through it because it's a lot. It's a lot. And they're they're requiring me to do a lot of things here, and then I got to fly out fly out there a couple of times and shoot in their studio, but it's top notch. I mean, it's like working with Hollywood producers. Right, they got the graphics and the studio and the green screen and all that, and this is like an interactive 
website where people can like choose options, you know, and based off what they select, it, I say something different or there's a different outcome. You're going to be on the Peloton. You're yeah. going to be the new Peloton. <laughs> so, so, um, it's, it's all going to fall in line with my vision of being able to, what you just said, mm-hmm. no matter where I'm at, whether I'm sitting at home in, in Rome or mm-hmm. on a balcony and, or on the beach, yep. I'm able to communicate and, and sell online nutritional packages. Yep. You know, so that's awesome. I mean, that's, that, and, that's, and you uh, can, and, 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 you know, success is being happy. Are you happy where you are? Yeah. And I love, I love seeing people. You're right. I, I love seeing people work through mental barriers and build that confidence. When you start seeing somebody shine a little bit different mm-hmm. and actually prove to themselves, they, they can actually stick to something and do it. That's just priceless. Yes, it is. And it's, it's just, priceless, it's reward. Man. You can't, you can't measure in gold and silver. I and mean, it's just, it's just a reward that you can't, that, that, that makes you feel. It's like, I don't want this feeling to end because I've done something to help somebody else and they're doing so well. And what's so frustrating for me is, I, and I have to set myself some boundaries because I'll, I'll want something worse for some people than they want it for them, themselves. Yep. And that's a bad situation for me because I get, let down a lot expectations and uh, i'm just i got to a point where i'm like i'm, I'm only wanting to try to work with people that, that are hungry for change when they get right. sick and tired of being sick and tired i want the I want, I want to be the guy they call yep uh not just lollygagging around wasting my time thinking about doing it like they really are ready to make some changes because they're sick and tired of being and you're sick and tired. Guy. yes then you're the guy <laughs> yes but until then you know it's until like then. until then you know you do what you need you try everything else right and when you're done you come see me and yes. i'll be your guy there you go that's it that's 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 the guy i want to be so um well man i i really appreciate you being man, on. i'm just flattered you'd want to you'd want me to come on here and talk i, I sound like some kind of hillbilly I, <laughs> no. I heard my oh my gosh is my voice that bad but i appreciate you having me on keith thank yeah, you yeah and if i get to a point where i do step off into the real estate realm which i i'm considering it it's an area that i haven't ventured into yet but it, it's it sounds fascinating to me a little bit whether it's buying a few rental properties um i'm not really sure about the flip thing but um i don't know I may, I may have to. If I can help you, let me know. I don't know what I, I don't know yeah. much, but I know a little anyway. Well, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you being on. Thank you, man. I've enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. Right, see you, brother. Thank you for listening to another episode. If you receive any value from the show, please share, subscribe, and give us a rating. 